Welcome into the Fall On Podcast here on FallOnCricket.com. Chin my vaidya part Joshi and joined by a uh, special guest here from uh, from Cricket Adda all the way in, in India. He actually wrote about the uh, India-England test series for us. Uh, Shubham Kulkarni. Shubham, how, how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm fine. So let's go into the Asia Cup here. We got uh, India winning the Asia Cup in a, in a thrilling final over uh, Bangladesh. Shubham, why don't you give your thoughts on how, how you thought India played? Yeah, so uh, India were uh, pretty good in the Asia Cup. Obviously, without Virat Kohli, it is a big win for India because uh, Virat Kohli didn't play uh, in the Asia Cup. But uh, in some of the games where the middle order could have stepped up, the middle order didn't step up, especially against Afghanistan. Uh, and uh, against Hong Kong, India started off uh, pretty slowly. They had to fight it till the end. But uh, otherwise, against Pakistan or against Bangladesh in the group stage, they were absolutely clinical. Yeah, I, I think once again, it was a clinical display by the uh, opening partnership mainly. Normally, we say top order, and as Shubham mentioned, Novrat Kohli. So that three spot was not as was not as clinical as it usually is. Um, so, But great display by Rohit, Shikhar Dhawan, great display by the spinners. A couple scares, which we wouldn't have expected, um, but in the end, they were able to pull it off and a good tournament overall for India. Yeah, I think India took uh, playing to the level of their competition to the next level. Definitely. Where uh, against these strong teams like Pakistan and Bangladesh, they, uh, they you know, played very well and then had a scare against Afghanistan and against Hong Kong, which we didn't expect at all. Right. So certainly an interesting tournament. Shubham, you mentioned the middle order, and I think that's something that you know, we we all talk about, and it's been a problem now for a long time. In that final, the, the middle order had a chance to step up, and once again, we saw it fail. So, what's kind of the, the next step? Yeah, definitely in the final, especially when the openers didn't fire. Rohit Sharma and Shikhar Dhawan got out uh, pretty early as compared to the earlier games. So, the middle order, especially Ambati Raidu, Dinesh Karthik and MS Dhoni, all the three had a great opportunity to finish off the game stay knocked out at the end and win it for India. All three uh, failed in doing that job. Now, uh, somebody like a Dinesh Karthik has been in the team uh, for the last uh, seven, eight or nine months maybe. So, I think it's time to uh, look ahead of Dinesh Karthik. Maybe some youngsters, you have a lot of youngsters uh, in this uh, Indian setup. You have somebody like a Shreya Sahir, even Rishabh Pant, who scored a century in the test match against England. Then uh, even some Sanju Samson, as you have mentioned in your uh, piece as well. But uh, talking about Ambati Raidu, I guess he's good enough to uh, take the number four spot uh, at this stage because he looked good in the few games which he played before the final. And uh, talking about the number six position now, Kedar Zada was taking that position, but he has again injured his hamstring now. This is a problem which he is creating for himself and the team as well. He is uh, injuring himself quite a lot. He ha- he missed the South Africa series. Uh, he missed the most of most part of the IPL. And then now again he has injured his hamstring. It would be interesting to see uh, who is selected for the West Indies ODIs. Yeah, I think you hit it on the nail there. I think it's very hard to be a stable middle order batsman when you're unable to stay fit. And that's just, it's maybe not fully his fault, but it's just unfortunately the situation. If you can't stay fit, you can't stay as a, you know, a a stable middle order batsman in this Indian team, which has a lot of young talent, as you mentioned, coming up. So... Dinesh Karthik, I think we can all agree it's definitely time for him to be ousted out of this team. No opposition for me. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think there would be. Yeah, I actually, uh, on the pre on the Asia Cup preview, I actually did want Dinesh Karthik to play in this team. I actually did want him in the middle order because I felt that he provided, of the middle order batsmen available, 
to India, he provided the best sort of foundational piece, a guy who wasn't going to play risky shots, wasn't going to score uh, a lot of runs quickly, but in the event of a collapse, which they, I mean, kind of had the openers, didn't fire in the, in the final, he could kind of stabilize the situation and allow Batson to play around him. He did for a little bit, provided, you know, 30-odd runs. That was one of the main reasons why I wanted Dinesh Karthik in the team, but I agree. I mean, there's no upside there. We know what he is, so, you know, it's time to find somebody else. But just some numbers for you guys. The two openers, Rohit Sharma and Shikhar Dhawan, combined for 659 runs, wow. which accounted for a little more than half of the team's overall run scoring. So the balance of power has just has shifted to that top two. And then with Virat Kohli coming in, again, that yeah. top three is yeah. just looking super heavy right now. So I know Parth mentioned, uh, you know, off, off record, he mentioned how... MS Tony was kind of struggling and how maybe it's time for MS Tony to be replaced. What are your thoughts on MS Tony potentially being replaced before the 2019 World Cup, which has been his stated goal to play in? Yeah, uh, so that, that there's an interesting thought here now. MS Tony, I guess, won't be replaced before the 2019 World Cup because he himself thinks that a player has to play minimum of 15 to 20 games before he goes into the World Cup. And even if you bring uh, Arishabh Pant right now, he won't get that 15-20 games. So, I guess MS Dhoni with all his experience, I know he's not performing to his best, 30, 33 of 67 in the final as well. Uh, he hasn't been at his best, but with all his experience, the way he can uh, marshal uh, the field, he will be in the team till the 2019 World Cup. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I think he should be in the team for the 2019 World Cup. I think the uh, the know-how, the the pseudo captaincy that he can help out Virat Kohli with is it's uh, intangible. It's invaluable. Um, you know, he it's he's got to be in the team. I think for the 2019 World Cup going forward, you don't want someone who hasn't played enough games, as Shubha mentioned, being in the World Cup team. With that being said. I think that MS Dhoni has to bat down the order. I don't think he's a number five batsman for India anymore. Um, he's shown that he struggles against the spinners. Uh, he's He gets off to very slow starts, and more often than not, you think, oh, at the end, he's going to accelerate now. He's going to win the game for India. And too many times in recent memory, that just hasn't happened. And he's just used up balls, struggled, and then gotten out. And I think because of that, he has to go down the order. Yeah, 2011 ain't walking through that door, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't think so. So enough about India. We know that uh, it was a good run for them. Even without Kohli, they, they win the cup. They have some struggles, but they get it done. Talk about Pakistan, a team that was coming in hot and just sort of, I mean, floundered, to be honest, in the, in the semifinal, what became a semifinal against Bangladesh. They had a relatively easy chase. And they just botched it. I mean, there's really there's really no other way to say it. Yeah, uh, definitely uh, Pakistan weren't uh, as good a team as they have been in the past. But if you see their recent record, they have won against the small sides. They have won against Zimbabwe. They have won against Ireland. And they have won against some small sides. And when you see their record against top sides, for that matter, Australia, England, India or New Zealand, they have just won, I guess, four games in the last 27 games against these top sides. Obviously, talking about that Bangladesh game, they, they should have won that. 240 is a chaseable total on any ground. Uh, Pakistan just uh, weren't at their best in that game. They should have won that game. Yeah, and I think Pakistan's batting is structured similar to India's in the sense that oh, yeah. they're, they're, 
They're, it's all about the top order. Are they going to fire? If not, the middle order is probably going to collapse more often than not. And I think the big question was, is their top order as good, not as good as India's. We, I think we can all say that India's top order is probably the best in the world. Right. But is their top order good enough to do what India's top order did in the Asia Cup? And the answer to that question was no. I mean, Fakhar Zaman... Um, he flopped this tournament. Yeah, I have it right here. Fifty-six runs in five games. Right, just yep. can't. That just won't do it. And then uh, Asif Ali, their middle order batsman, who they kind of lean on, seventy-seven runs. I mean, that's just that's just not going to get it done. And their bowling, which we talked about, has been a strength for them these past couple months. Has been a strength for Pakistan ever since they've started playing cricket. They've churned out bowlers left and right. Their leading wicket taker took five wickets in the tournament. That just isn't going to get it done. But in that semifinal, I think Bangladesh showed some serious grit. And we saw guys like Mushfiqur Rahim, Mahmoudullah, these experienced guys who don't necessarily take the headlines because obviously Tamim and Shakib, they get all the headlines. But they chipped in with some valuable runs. I think Mahmoudullah at the end, I, I fired off some tweets about this, but Mahmoudullah, those 25 runs at the end, I mean, he gets 15 or 10 runs less than that. And Pakistan's approach in the last five overs changes. And I think they, they might win the game if, if that approach changes and, you know, Bangladesh is even 15 runs short of, of that 240. So, you know, Bangladesh showed, in my, in my opinion, some serious grit in that semifinal. And the final as well. And in the say. final, yeah. yeah in big sure. pressure games, I think they, like you said, they showed some real grit. Yeah, what do you, Shubham, what do you think about Bangladesh going forward? How do you think they move on from this tournament? Yeah, Bangladesh were uh, brilliant towards the uh, later half of the tournament. They had a bit of a roller coaster ride, considering that they won their first game. Then they had a hiccup against Afghanistan. Again, they were thrashed by India, but came up against Pakistan and in, and India in the final. Uh, their fast bowlers were good as well. That's an interesting point. Mustafizur Rahman was back at his best. Mashrafe Murtaza would, was good and Rubel Hussain as well. Obviously, they have the spinners uh, in these conditions to do well. But the fast bowlers doing well was a good thing for them. And uh, it would be good for them as they go overseas as well. Uh, the fast bowlers will be important in overseas conditions. And uh, talking about the batsman, as you said, Mushfikar Rahim was absolutely brilliant. And then Mohamedullah chipping in with some runs. Litton Das in the final. Uh, even Imrul Kais, who was drafted in later, scored a crucial 70 uh, in the semi-final against Pakistan. Bangladesh have a good future. Uh, uh, but just uh, when you talk about the overseas record, they can uh, better it as they go forward. Yeah, they have some big series coming up. It's going to be interesting to see whether they can better that. You talked about Mustafizur Rahman. He's been, again, uh, an up-and-coming bowler. Mehdi Hassan played really well for them. So I think he's going to be a key part of their team going forward. Without Shakib, without Thummim, they come in. They're one of those teams, kind of like Pakistan. This was a big tournament for them in terms of building momentum for the 2019 World Cup, the ultimate goal. Uh, Shakib has stated for a long time that he feels that 2019 is, is Bangladesh's big opportunity. What do you think about that, Parth? Yeah, I mean, I like the optimism. Uh, you obviously want to be optimistic going into the tournament, and based on the way they've been playing, there's there's reason to be optimistic. Um, I think if, if Bangladesh can play to their full potential, if they're firing on all cylinders with the uh, pace bowling, as Shubham mentioned, um, the batting, um, if Tamim Makebal and Shakib can come in and play the way we know they can play to their full potential, I think they have a great shot at making a big run in the 2019 World Cup. And like you said, they play with grit, which is fun to see. It's fun to watch. So. Yeah, and they've had some big World Cup wins, so maybe they can keep it going 
in 2019. Well, that's going to do it for this first segment. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll break down the paths of some of these teams going forward, some big tours coming up for India, Pakistan, and Bangladesh, as well as the future of some of these smaller nations that played in the Asia Cup, like Afghanistan and Sri Lanka. You're listening to the Fall On Podcast here on FallOnCricket.com. Welcome back to the Follow On Podcast here on followoncricket.com. You can check us out on Facebook at the Follow On. Follow us on Twitter at the Follow On and listen to all our podcasts wherever you get your podcasts from. We're talking about the future paths of some of these teams that played in the Asia Cup, India, Pakistan, Bangladesh. Uh, India now have the West Indies and then they go play Australia and New Zealand later on in the year. So how do India move forward now? in planning for the 2019 World Cup is the goal. I mean, it's, it's less than a year away now. How do you approach these tours with the clear problems that we've seen, which is the middle order? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, there's a lot of questions to be asked now because like you said, the World Cup is approaching. It's not that far away. And uh, as we talked about in the last segment with Shubham, you need to have players established going into the World Cup. You can't have a hodgepodge of people coming into the middle order, leaving, coming back going out, um, that's just not going to fly when you're coming into a huge tournament. So there's a lot of questions, and I think I think this this next series against West Indies is going to be, at least in my opinion, should be the trial series, where you play around with the middle order, you find some combinations that work. Yeah, absolutely. I think they need to try to find some of these younger players and try to get them some playing time. You know, as Shiva mentioned, MS Dhoni has said, you know, you need a certain amount of matches to play in a right. World Cup. So maybe they won't get that in this next upcoming tour. Maybe they won't get that up until 2019. But right. you try to get them some matches now. I mentioned Shreyas Iyer, Rishabh Bunt, uh, even Asanju Samson. We've kind of seen them fall off the map, so to speak. Prithvi Shaw is another guy who could come in and, and play some key, uh, key games for India. So I think they do need to address it because four, five, and six, those, those three spots... And then you also have to look at, you know, Tony is going to be out after the 2019 World Cup because right. that, you know, that's his, his last tournament. I mean, he's pretty much stated that. Right. So now you have to look at even possibly, you know, four through seven as, as potential replacements. And one of those guys probably has to be a wicketkeeper. Maybe Bunt can step in there. So not, you're not just looking at, you know, two spots. You're looking potentially at four spots that you need right. to fill going forward. Shreyas Iyer is someone who's actually been in the team and has some ODI games under his belt. So I think he's the first option to come in and give him a give him a good role. Give him a four or five spot in this West Indies series. See how he plays and then maybe even give him some more playing time going forward. I think he's someone that can make this World Cup team in 2019 if he has some games under his belt, if he builds his confidence. Because when he bats, he looks good. He looks like a Virabka. I mean, just passing the eye test. Right, he looks right. very sharp. Um, and it's, he's fun to watch, so I would love to see him come into this team and make a difference. As far as the bowling goes, we saw in the Asia Cup, sometimes the bowlers struggle to break through these, these partnerships. In the Hong Kong game, I mean, what, Hong Kong rattled off, what, 170, <laughs> 180 runs? That was interesting. It was, it was crazy. Yeah. So where does the bowling go from here, knowing that sometimes your, your strike bowlers are not going to be able to take those wickets? Yeah, it's it's an interesting question. Um, I don't. I, I want to say that that Hong Kong game was a one-off, but <laughs> at the same time, it is 
for sure a little concerning to see that uh, our strike bowlers couldn't break that partnership. Um, but, you know, I, I do think that Jaspreet Bumrah, Bhuvaneshwar Kumar are the bowling options going forward. Um, I don't want to see any changes there. Um, and as far as the spinners go, I like Kuldeep and Chahal too. Um, obviously, in England, the conditions are going to be a little bit different, so that's something to look at. Um, maybe bring a little flatter bowler, uh, Kedar Jadav, if he can stay fit. Um, he might be a bowler who could do some damage on English wickets because of the way he bowls flat with a little bit more pace. Um, can change his angles and do some different things. So um, overall, I, I'm not too concerned with the bowling. I don't know how you feel, but um, I like it going forward. Yeah, I like it as well. I, I do think the Hong Kong game was a one-off issue because in the rest of the games, India did perform really well. The spinners, Kuldeep, Chahal, they played really well. And then Jadav took some key wickets. Right. Bhuvneshwar Kumar, Jasprit Bhumra, I think they're going to figure it out. And, you know, Bhuvneshwar Kumar... We were talking about it, uh, you know, he's their, he's their, like, opening bowler, but now he's being relied on to score runs, That's too. Impressive, right? And it's just like, why, why this additional responsibility for a guy who, you know, you shouldn't be counting on to score runs? Exactly. And, you know, I, I was joking around with you about this earlier, but, I mean, sometimes we see Bhuvneshwar come out and look better than MS Dhoni, yeah. right? From yeah, the absolutely. Just batting. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's interesting to see, and it's great to have that option down the order, because, we know he's won some games for India with the bat already. Yeah, absolutely. Um, especially in that final as well. He played a critical innings, uh, wasn't able to finish it off, but still laid a foundation for us to be able to uh, go through and win the match. So as far as roster construction goes for India going forward in these, in these upcoming tours, you'd say that the one through three spots are pretty much set. You have your openers. They're going to play. Then you got your you know, three or four bowlers. So that's, that's pretty much set. MS Tony is going to play if possible. So where lies the experimentation factor for you? How, how do you balance sort of getting young guys in versus making sure that the team that you plan on playing for a big tournament like the World Cup also gets enough playing time? Because you don't want all these young guys, ex you know, getting experimentation time, but then the guys you plan on playing don't have any form. Right, right. Um, so I think there's a few things that go into this decision. So I think there's some people that uh, people have been considering, but I think they should be ousted at least for this 2019 World Cup. So for example, Shubman Gill. Yeah. I think he's someone who at this point, he could be the future of India, but for now going forward into the 2019 World Cup, I don't think he's someone who should be given an opportunity. Um, there are There's a collective bunch of six batsmen, I think, six or seven batsmen who could be the middle-order batsman going into the World Cup. I mentioned Shreyas Iyer as a new person who I think should be in the team. Um, obviously, Dinesh Karthik will still be in the consideration. <laughs> How much we like that is a different question. Um, but yeah, so I, I think India has to stick to five to seven batsmen to rotate around and probably solidify by the time that Australia series comes in, hopefully. Absolutely. Shifting gears now to Pakistan, a team that we thought was going to play for the Asia Cup final. Obviously, that didn't happen. They have a series against Australia as well as New Zealand. So they've got two big tours coming up. You mentioned the top order being potentially an issue for Pakistan. That's something that they need to straighten out. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so the top order, they, they have to perform. And, you know, we, we talk about how teams are too reliant on your top order. But at the end of the day, a top order is a top order because they're the ones who are supposed to take on the bulk of the runs and play the majority of the innings. So um, they have to get it together. Um, I do think that Fakhar Zaman, 
uh, Babur Azam, those, those guys are the batsmen that they want going forward. It's just a matter of um, can they get it together. And Babur Azam, he actually played well, but he just was unable to convert his starts into the big right. scores that we would want him right. to convert them into. Absolutely. I think Pakistan had just a bad combination of the top order not being able to play and then the bowling just being unable to take wickets whatsoever because that was the strength for Pakistan heading into this tournament. They were able to take a lot of wickets and then Imam Haq and Fakhar Zaman and Babur Azam were able to put up big scores. As we noted, that was probably against some weaker competition, probably against some teams that they weren't going to face the stiffest tests from. But at the end of the day, that's still form, that's still runs that need to be scored. So that's something that you know we all thought was going to be a, a big plus for them going forward. As far as a setback goes, as far as you know, not continuing to carry on momentum going into these big tours, how big of a setback on a scale of one to five, let's say, would you say the Asia Cup disappointment was? And we say disappointment, I mean, they made it to the final four stage. They were a match away from playing in the final. On a scale of one to five, how, how much of a setback do you think this is for Pakistan? I think it's a four. I think it's a pretty big setback. Um, a, a semifinal is not good enough for Pakistan in an Asia Cup tournament. Um, they would expect that their goal was to win the final. Um, and anything short of that is a disappointment. And especially to lose to Bangladesh in the semifinal the way they did um, in that fashion, it, it's, it's got to take a toll on their players. Um, I'm sure they're, the tides are low right now for the Pakistan dressing room. And um, hopefully they can get together going into the 2019 World Cup. Um, I think they will. I think they have some time to figure it out. Um, get back into form, but this is a setback. Let's not let's not argue that. Yeah, I think it's right up there. I think it's a three or a four as well, depending on how that top order performs. I do think they'll get it back together. And again, they do have some time before that 2019 Cup to figure things out. Bangladesh came into this tournament with similar hopes to Pakistan. They had a similar momentum going into the tournament. This was a, a chance for them to keep that going heading into some pretty easy tours for them, West Indies, Zimbabwe, and then that New Zealand series, which will be important for them to test their mettle. If this was a 100% Bangladesh team, I would have said that they would have expected to play in the final. Internally, I'm sure they would have expected that. But without Thamim Iqbal and without Shakib Al-Hassan, to lose Thamim in the first game, it was just a critical blow for them. But then to still make the final... I think this is a huge success for them in terms of reliance on their veteran players and who can contribute going forward with them in the big series. Definitely. Yep. I think this is a huge win for Bangladesh. Um, they, they played well. I'm sure they're very disappointed to not have pulled off that match. They were right in it till the end. They, they believe that they could win the match. So it's unfortunate. But yeah, I mean, they, they've got to go back home feeling really good, really, really good about themselves. All right. Enough about the successes in this tournament. Let's talk about some of the uh, some of the not successes. So obviously Hong Kong, we did not expect them to advance out of the group stage, but they gave India a pretty tough fight. They did, yeah. And it, it was it was fun to watch. It was fun to see them bat the way they did against world-class bowling. And none of us would have expected it, but it was like I said, it was fun to watch. And so it's a team to look out for. If they can if they can continue to improve, if they can get together, um, get a good coaching staff put together and, like I said, continue to improve. Who knows? We, yeah. We've seen teams come out of nowhere and yeah. do some damage in crazy, big tournaments Crazy before. things have happened before in cricket. Exactly. So it'll be interesting to see how Hong Kong builds off this Asia Cup experience. Sri Lanka, 
man, it's been a it's been a disastrous few months for that team. Absolutely, it has been really bad. Angelo Matthews now out of the captaincy. It seems like they're changing the captain every three or four series, and there's just no consistency. We talked about how they were relying on a lot of their older players and all their older players, the golden generation, kind of all walked away from cricket at the same time. Now they're trying to break in all these new guys, but they're they're not really finding that success. They're not finding the right mix. They had a, a good bounce back in the South Africa series in those final two games, but then to just flounder in the group stage at the Asia Cup when they clearly had the talent to be able to advance, I... I I just don't know where you go from here. I don't know how you continue to develop. They have a big series coming up against England. I mean, I don't know what really to expect from this team going forward now. It's like a, it's like a mighty power has fallen. I'll tell you what you can expect. You can expect them to get thrashed by England, that's for sure. But I know we talked about this earlier, Chinmai, about what, what should they do going forward. And I think I've changed my stance completely on this. I thought that they should you know, keep the older players, try to rotate in some newer players, and that's just not working. I think they just have to come clean. I think they just have to start over completely. I think they need to get rid of their core. And I think they need to start new, you know, keep the younger guys, maybe like Koshal Mendes, yeah. um, Jaya maybe. Um, but other than that, Matthews, these guys, they're not performing in big games. And that's what you expect your veterans to do. And if they're consistently not doing that, I know they have this huge rep. I know they've done great things for Sri Lanka in the past. But at some point, you have to worry about your cricket and the future of your cricket. And in order to do that, I think they just have to start over completely and get rid of their older players and their core. Yeah, I think that's, uh, I think that's absolutely correct. I think that you need to rotate your younger guys in and slowly kind of fade these guys out. And then also, I think the big thing for Sri Lanka is consistent lineups. They keep mm-hmm. changing three or four guys in, in series. And it's like, you know, guys can't find consistency when they're worrying about being changed out if they have a bad performance. Stick with guys for 15, 20 games. See what you have in them. Actually evaluate them for 20 games or so, and you can decide whether a guy needs to keep getting matches going forward and is playing well, or whether maybe you need to change him for a few games here and there, and maybe he's a utility player. You know, a lot of of players in, in international cricket aren't everyday players. They're utility guys who play three or four games maybe uh, a series here and there, but those are still guys that you can rely on for spot duty if you know player needs rest or things like that. So maybe Sri Lanka actually needs to start designating these players into different brackets because clearly right now there's no such system like that. Right now it's, <laughs> right just, now a it's just a complete mess. <laughs> scroll through the 11 and just select three or four guys that need to be changed out. But yeah. it's, it's really disappointing kind of to see how this great team that you know we saw reach multiple World Cup finals in a row, give India a tough run in the 2011 final, how it's just been a, a huge disappointment now for them in the last you know year or so. It's, it's been, it's been kind of interesting to see how a golden generation leaves and all of a sudden yeah. everything goes to shit. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's all done. <laughs> Speaking of a team that is now up and coming, right? A bunch of young players, Afghanistan, they actually won their group which uh, Anish on the preview podcast, or sorry, Ashay on the preview podcast, thought that Afghanistan would advance. Uh, I did not. Anish did not. We were very wrong there. But Afghanistan looked pretty good for a team that we all knew at some point the batting was not going to be there for them. We all knew at some point they weren't going to be able to perform against that top-tier team. 
But man, that bowling attack, Mujibur Rahman and Rashid Khan, I mean, these two youngsters, that's like a decade of dominance just waiting to happen. Yeah, I mean, they, they won matches with two spin bowlers. Let's think <laughs> about that for a second. They legitimately just won matches because of them. And of course, let's not completely shab the batting here. I mean, uh, Shazad and some other, uh, Captain Oscar, I believe, yeah. uh, they had some good games with the bat. But I mean, realistically, it comes down to this bowling attack, and it's it's really fun to watch those guys. And uh, the way Rashid Khan comes in and bowls, um, he just has so much revolution on his ball, so much you can't pick the googly. It's quick. It spins. It's it's fun to watch. And yeah, I, I think he's one of the best bowlers in the world right now, and he could very easily become the best bowler in the world in the near future. So Afghanistan now, after this Asia Cup, they have to be feeling pretty good for that 2019 Cup. They have to be feeling like if they can just get some batting pieces in place, these bowlers are, are going to take care of the rest of things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's going to be tough now because uh, the, the tournament is in England, so conditions are going to change. It's not going to be as easy for Rashi than Mujib to pick up wickets to, be, to get the ball to turn as much. Um, but regardless, they're world-class bowlers. Yeah, and they're not unknowns anymore. So they're everyone's not. going to be game planning for them. So exactly. that's another thing that they're going to have to adjust to is you know teams game planning for them now knowing who they are. But again, on a scale of one to five, I think this was a, a clear-cut five for Afghanistan, the Asia Cup. Mm -hmm. Going forward, I think that's going to be an interesting uh, team to look out for on the world stage because they, they do have some world-class talent. Definitely, yep. That's going to do it for us here on the Follow On Podcast, be sure to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and all of our cricket content at followoncricket.com.